everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, for this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territories Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering episode 112 of Smoky Mountain Wrestling from March the 19th, 1994. I misspoke a couple of weeks ago. I said I didn't think we'd get to many more new towns at this point. Well, I was wrong because we are in Dungannon Elementary School in Dungannon, Virginia. Hopefully I'm saying that right. If not, send your hate mail to me at BTT <clears throat> underscore podcast or at Mike 504 Saints. That said, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Hopper's whipped and, and worn out as his uh, broad is texting him. Ding. Uh, uh, Hopper, how you doing, man? You okay? I'm doing great, Michael. Okay, that's swell. Have you I'm been to bed? Have you been to bed yet? No, that's a Fuck. shoot too. That's a shoot. Hopper's been up all night. I don't know if <laughs> we don't want to tell a story, but uh, he's been up all night. So he's a trooper. He's hanging in there, man. Oh, uh, you're tired, but uh, you doing all right? Yeah. All right. Let's struggle through this then. Uh, Doc, what about you? You hanging? Of course I am. Okay. Why wouldn't I be, pal? You got any demographics for us? From I do. And by the way, you said you didn't know if you said it right. Well, next week, Tracy Smothers does pronounce the name of the town, Dungannon, Virginia. We're in Western Virginia here, pal. Population. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, hold on one second. <laughs> Tracy, huh. Tracy telling me that that's the correct pronunciation. Tracy pronouncing it doesn't mean that's the correct pronunciation of it. Those people have their own dialect. I'm sure he's speaking. Uh. Them. He talks right to them, right? Dude, the population here is 332. Guess how many fucking uh, acres it it is, the whole town. Three. looked it up. What is it, Offer? It's 222 acres. Jesus Christ. I bet we could go buy the whole town. Well, they said it's in the suburbs of uh, Kingsport and Bristol and all that. Yeah, that's where they got like NASCAR, right? I don't know. I try not. Uh, to know about, I try not to know about NASCAR. Um, give me a second. Let me look. Uh, this is March nineteenth. Go, go ahead, Doc. I'm looking up if they. There's well, a site I use for the maybe attendance. We should, maybe we should have Harper start to do the demographics since he's done some research here. He's up all night. Wow. Yeah. Me work. Well, keep going, Doc. You 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 sound like you had uh, it down for us. Median household income. Is... Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. How many how many people did you say is in this town? 332. <laughs> According to the records, and these are unofficial records, the attendance at Dungannon Elementary when this taping took place March 7th of 1994 was 250 people. So damn near the entire fucking town is at the elementary yeah, school. That's a little disingenuous because I'm going to do some um, county statistics in a minute because we got to get I couldn't get I couldn't divide people by color in the town like I like. Oh, wow. Like, Jesus uh, Christ. You know how I like to segregate. Be racist? You, 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 you like to be racist? 
It's you're a, liber- you're, you're, you're a liberal racist. You're, you're it, right. it, it, <laughs> Go ahead. I hate its heritage. <laughs> the, median, the median household income is $21,406. And I would imagine I, I cut it down to the dollar because when you're making 21000 a year, every dollar counts. Is that between like like two people? It says median household income. That's crazy, huh? So that's what that could be two, three, four people. That's what's sad. You know these Damn. people aren't wearing rubbers or pulling uh, out. Like, oh, pussy was toasty, so I blew a load in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what we're going to do with this kid, but it sure felt good at the time. These fucking hillbillies can think about the six inches in front of their face without any long-term planning. Okay, can you keep going? God. Shoot a rope in in Tammy and go, guess population's 333 now. You're such an asshole, man. Go ahead. Um. 25.1, 25.1, so rounded up, a full quarter of the population lives in poverty. God. So if we brought one other person on the show and we moved there, that person or one of us would be in poverty. Ain't me, pal. I ain't going to be poor again. That ain't happening. I was <laughs> okay. poor. And I, I told, we've said this before. I've been poor and I've been rich, and I ain't going back. I'll turn to I ain't rich. I ain't rich, but I ain't going back to poverty, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, I turn to. I will turn to. I will turn to fucking crime, dude. It ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I would get into some Breaking Bad type shit, bro. I, oh, I shit. ain't lying. Ain't, poor, poor is no way to live. <laughs> Keep going. I ain't talk. saying you should be ashamed or like if you work hard and you're still poor, you still have something to be proud of. I'm just telling you, I've tasted both sides. And one is better than the other. All right, so poverty get... fucking sucks. There ain't no other way to say it. Right. And when you're born into it, fuck that. I ain't going back. Right. Take with that what you will with that information. That don't took... mean I'm going on a killing spree to make money. I'm just saying I ain't going back. Either the Mon Eric thing is going to be considered or, wow. or something else. And you took a 25-year journey to get a damn associate's degree to get your ass out. That's not where you're going. But that's the hope here. That's the hope we provide for people that that live in squalor, is that if if Mike can figure it out, surely you can too. Hey, buddy. I'm good. Uh, Are you finished? So so anyway, let's go to Scott County, uh, where I could get some demographic information. This will this will provide. It's in a county of twenty three thousand people, so I'm pretty sure that the two hundred and fifty people in the town didn't all come from the. I mean, at the at the at at the show didn't all come from the town. They came from the surrounding county, and that's okay. Twenty three thousand people in Scott County. Wow, Uh, ninety seven point nine. So ninety eight percent white. That's awesome. Uh, you think they voted for Barack Obama? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> I like my powdered eggs. He's 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 gonna take it away from us. 
So let's just get a tally here on this. I'm getting this set up on the calculator for the next one because actually we might be able to. I just may need to count to five because uh, we're going to talk about black people now. Man, I don't, I, I don't know that we've ever had a population this big with a percentage this low. Point six percent black. Just over half. Wow. Point six. That's like um. That's like they got like Tiger Woods fucking running around there. Point six for the three hundred something people, Doc. Oh, for twenty three thousand people in the county. So, oh, jeez. Yeah, no, huh? That oh, would be, yeah. That's. Keep going, Doc. I'm bringing it up. How many? That's you like said a... twenty twenty three thousand. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Okay. Close. Times. Point six so, percent. So, that's this. That's that's not coming out right. No, I did the math wrong on that. Hold on. That's twenty three thousand. Or twenty three. That's a hundred and thirty eight black folks in a county of twenty three thousand. <laughs> yeah, man, y'all must put Pokemon faces on and make some extra money in Pokemon. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> it's like a fucking Easter egg hunt every day. <laughs> I got one, Mama. <laughs> what are we gonna do with him? <laughs> you know what to do, Cletus. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> wow. I would love. I'm being serious now. I'd love. As so you, anthrop- you've been working up until this point. Hey, thanks for admitting it. As an anthropological exercise, I would love to interview some of these 138 people about their experiences, what they do, how they're treated. <laughs> treated <laughs> flash marks on their backs. Okay, you can stop now. That's kind of you going what? too far, man. You're, You're just going, going too far. Too far. Oh. Yes, you are. You should go there and do some uh, outreach, Mike. No, thank you. I'm not doing nothing. Are we done with the demographics? I mean, we're ten minutes into this shit. You go too yeah, far I, with the demographics sometimes. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, all right, I'm ready to get into the show, and you're still. Talking about if you don't, if you don't like the way I do it, I'll never do it again. Yeah, right. Okay. Now Phil Allen loves it, and he. So just so you know. Yeah. Well, then I'm never doing it again. Oh, see, look, I knew that would get you to do that. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get into it again. This is episode 112, March 19, 1994, and we open the show. Dutch and Bob Cottle. Dutch has a sign at the top of the show. I don't know if we've seen. Well, we've seen him here and there. All the signs recently, but uh, he has a sign at the top of the show that says, I will coach Tennessee basketball for food. And we also find out Killer Kyle and Mike Furness will battle for the Beat the Champ TV title. Uh, let me just keep going because. No, 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 no. I got a question. Oh, geez. First, no, this is about wrestling. Can I contribute, please? Sure. First of all, this crowd was really loud on the show, Open Pal. Yeah, they were fucking loving this shit. Yeah. And second I- of all, is this, and I'm being honest, I'm being serious here, so shut up. Is this Dutch's last TV taping? That's a good question. Um, well, there's four. This taping goes through 112 through 115. So 
that would mean I'm looking now. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me go to the next taping. Uh, what kind of booking committee decided that Mike Furnish should get a title shot at anything? Jesus Christ, I know, huh? With his fucking so, football pants on. The fuck? You may be on to something because, according to my records, the next taping is at, is in Clinton, Tennessee. And there is a segment on episode 116. Where he's already where gone. He does it on location. Les Thatcher does a personality profile. And there's a couple of, like, there's Les Thatcher's personality profiles on various talents in those episodes. And I don't see any, I don't see anything about Dutch from that point. So you might be right there, Dutch. So have fun over the next month. I think we think this may be Dutch's last time. But didn't you say when he leaves, there's like some kind of weird beach scene or something? I don't remember it, but. Okay, so uh, we know at that point that he's done uh, once once we see that. But, yeah, you, I think you're on to something. This may be Dutch's last. Fuck. All right. Uh, anything else, Doc? No. All right, we go to Larry Santos versus uh, Bobby Blaze uh, out here. And uh, Bob Cottle mentions during the match Jim Cornette versus Bob Armstrong at Bluegrass Ball. And more to come later in the show on that. Dutch also was using uh, scoring signs for the moves during the match because the Winter Olympics just wrapped up. If you remember, he did that at, in 92 during the Summer Olympics. He he literally, so he he, he started doing this shit again. Uh, but anyway, Bobby gets another win. Hopper, any thoughts on the match or nothing? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, Doc, what about you? Anything? Man, that gym looks small that they're in, too. I don't even think that's a regulation gym. Yeah. If it, I, I don't know if it's uh, this week or next week. So you can see the windows. <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, this is this is small. It's a little bit of the elementary school. They play, I mean. they play yeah. a two-third scale basketball. Jeez, that's nice. Christ. What? Let's keep let's keep going because they're white people. The... It's not they're white people. It's not like they're going to be good at the sport. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, well, Larry Bird was good at basketball, wasn't was he, he, Doc? Yeah, Dirk is. Oh, he's you're not, not going to say nothing. He's not white. He's, he's not oh. white. He's German. Yeah, okay. like Canadian, right? No, he's German. Uh, I think it's Steve Nash. <laughs> oh, like what is he talking about? All right, let's keep going because Bob Armstrong's coming out. And he's got a promo to cut. Here it is. Now, got Bob Connell standing by with Commissioner Bob Armstrong. Well, Dutch, you're right, 100% right, and again, Commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Commissioner Bob Armstrong, let me say, I know all the fans are glad to have you back, and we're glad to have you back. Well, it's good to be back, and you know, I got some important announcement here. Everybody's talking about the big cage match, loser leaving Pikeville on April 1st, but you know, I couldn't sit back, one of these teams is going to leave. Now, I've got contracts signed for the rest of the month of April, so what I've done is I've appointed alternate teams, should the Rock and Roll Express lose then their alternate team will be the Thrill Seekers and they'll fill the rest of their contracts. Should the Heavenly Bodies lose, their alternate team will fill the rest of the contracts will be Brian Lee and Chris Candido. So it's going to be a big day. It's April Fool's Day and who knows going to come out on top. Well, one of those teams definitely going to lose. That's right. Huh? Somebody's going to lose and somebody's going to leave. One thing I want to tell you about though, Bob, I'm personally involved there in Pikeville on April the 1st. I've got to wrestle Jimmy Cornette and his mystery man. I've done everything I can to find out who the mystery man is. Nobody knows. The board of directors doesn't know. Nobody knows who the mystery man is. He brought in Terry Funk. We took care of him. 
He brought in Captain Reddick, Dick Murdoch. We took care of him. And now he's got the mystery man. Well, I just want to tell Jim Cornette this. I'm not afraid of whoever you bring in. Because in a handicap match, I have to wrestle two men. One of these, one of those times, I'm going to get my hands around his throat, and I'm going to squeeze him so hard, both of his ears may fly off. And wouldn't it be fun in Pikeville on April Fool's Day to wave bye-bye to four fools? Both of the heavenly bodies, Jimmy Cornette and his mystery man. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I'll be there with bells on, Bob. All right, and we will too. Commissioner Bob Armstrong, thank you so much. Fans, we're going to be back. We'll have more action right after we take this time out. All right, Doc, what you got? I guess that means that Primetime Brian Lee and Chris Candido are a team now? Yes, seems so. I'm yeah. surprised that wasn't well done, to be honest, but whatever. Uh, new Mystery Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that usually, that, hey, that's paid off in the past. Um, Harper, do you know who it is? No. Who is it? I can't tell you. What the fuck? I'm going to Google wait. it right now. Fuck you. Let's see. <laughs> the so no I I I think it makes sense that it's primetime Brian Lee and Candido that would fulfill the okay. contracts they've been they've been around longer I mean well done just came in so you can't just you can't just be like so by oh, that so so by that logic shouldn't Jason West and Bobby Blaze get be on the that side no. instead of the thrill seekers who we haven't seen yet no but oh. your primetime Brian Lee and Candido have established themselves. Jason West ain't established himself. Bobby has, but I mean, he'd be, you know, that'd be a shitty team if you're going to go that route. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, I think it's fine. Hopper, you have anything from the promo while you're Googling who the mystery person is? Nah, I just, I want to know who the fuck a mystery guy is. Cause every time they say there's, there's someone coming in, it's always fucking badass. Or it takes three months to happen. Yeah. Like Sullivan. Or Jesus fucking... Christ. You know? That seems like so long ago. I know. It was. I mean, it was like in the episode 30s, uh, in the 30s when it finally happened, they started building it up in the 20s. <laughs> Shit. I mean, we're two years removed from that almost now. That's a long time ago. It yeah. was. Okay. Uh, we got 88 keep... more of these sons of bitches after today. I know, man. I don't know if we're going to make it, bro. I don't either. Let's quit. I think that's an option. People, I don't think people understand how perilous <laughs> the future of this show is right now. I know it sucks. We we <laughs> hate each other. We're not. We don't talk. We don't talk when we're not. The only time we communicate with one another these days is when we're on the sh when the red light comes on. We're tired of each other. We're tired of wrestling. We're tired of the people. I say we quit. I don't know about that, but okay. Let's keep going. We go to a review of Tammy ripping off dirty white girl's shirts. I mean, <laughs> okay. We go through a review of Tammy ripping off Dirty White Girl's shirt last week. Uh, so they show that recap. And then we go from there to a promo. Uh, any thoughts on the recap, Doc, before I get the promo queued up? No. All right, that's what I thought. So uh, here it is. This is uh, Dirty White Girl and Dirty, Dirty White Boy. Hey. All right, fans, right now with us at ringside, the dirty white girl, the dirty white boy. White boy, you saw what happened last week to her. They tried to rip her clothes off of her, ripped her blouse. What do you say about that? You know, everybody in Smoky Mountain Wrestling is getting a little sick and tired of Tammy Fitch running around embarrassing and humiliating people. Oh, she thinks it's funny. She thinks it's whoopty doo. Ha, ha, ha. Do you see how with the white girl's blouse? Well, darling, I went a little step further. I talked to the new commissioner, Mr. Bob Armstrong, and I asked him 
for April the 1st at the Bluegrass Brawl for a particular type of match. It's not just a regular mixed tag match, but it's a back alley brawl match. And what that means is pinfalls don't count. The only way that you can win this particular type of match is you've got to strip both your opponents down to the BVD. That means standing there in your fruit of the loom running around. It's about time, Tammy, that somebody put a little humiliation on you for a change. And there's nothing you can do about it come April the 1st, white girl. A lot of dudes, because you're nothing but a rat that bounces around from motel to motel looking for some uh, meat to get a hold of. Well, I tell you what, it's fixing time to screech and call because when I get my hands on you, not only am I going to rip your damn clothes off, sweetie, I'm going to tear your head, your damn hair, and everything else completely off your skull. Well, there you have it. You get ready in case you missed the date. It's April the 1st. Bluegrass Brawl, prime time. You and little Tammy, get ready to get humiliated. Let's rock and roll. All right, right now, let's go to the ring, fam. Oh, Doc, what you got? They should call it a Tennessee torpedo match. Yeah. First one to stick something. <laughs> right. If you're telling me that I had the chance to go see Tammy get stripped down to her underwear in 1994, I'm probably going to buy a ticket. I will. I'll get fucking far. The fucking, I'll get that golden ticket shit. Well, I I get the Papa John's pizza and get to hang out with them. Right, Bruh, I was nineteen years old. Mm. I, I'm I'm gonna find me a way to to get that ten dollar ticket. As poor as I was at that point. Yeah, Man, really. actually, I, I actually I had a fast food job at that time. I was I was trying to make my way up, but so I I would have found a way to use. I would have used the, the it would have took me three hours to make that much money, but I would have fucking found a way to get that ticket for damn sure. So, yeah, I don't give a, I don't give a damn about seeing primetime Brian Lee get stripped down. Uh, wait for next week. Yeah. But Tammy, dirty white girl called her a rat, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny when she said hotel to hotel. She called her a rat that bounces around from motel to motel. I, I like. That's I was like, a oh, shoot. Damn. Is she like speaking like uh just just like taking reality and throwing it out there at us? I don't know. That was funny though. All right, we'll keep going. I ain't got much on this next one. We got Mike Furness versus Killer Kyle. Furness wins the Beats the Champ TV title with a shoulder tackle to Kyle. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to riot. Did you hear them pop when they play that fucking? Music, Rocky Top. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I had to Google. It. I was like, "What the fuck is he coming out to?" Nayland Nathan Stadium, rocking and rolling on Saturday afternoon to watch that mongoloid Peyton Manning's big forehead <laughs> get out there and not win a national championship. Well, th- I mean, I mean, my thing is, what if they play? In, uh, what if they have a show in Kentucky or, you know, in Virginia? Yeah, they don't want. I mean, they don't want to hear a fucking Tennessee fight song. We'll figure that out when we get there. Yeah, Harper's got a good point. I guess if you're, I mean, because I know UK fans ain't Tennessee fans, so right, right, exactly. He's a heel. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Well, but you know, Corny's central. Where was Corny's centralized location? Where was he working from? And I think that's part of it. Uh, from uh, Morristown. Morristown, and and he's running in Knoxville, and I mean, I, so I think there's something to it there, but all right. So then, 
do y'all Did really you hear want Dutch to hear? Say at the beginning, Dutch said about Furnace, he should still be buying a ticket. Yeah, really, huh? You I think like, that was a shoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that this was pretty heavily edited because they look like some. It looked like some stuff got cut in the middle. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Not because of Kyle, right? At all. I mean, he's he's a damn good wrestler. He's a he's a pro. He's yes. I mean, he's he's a journeyman. He's he's been he's been there and done that. I mean, maybe not had a top spot, but Furnace, come on, dude. He's a champion right. now. Uh, do we really want to hear his promo? That's thirty seconds yeah. long. Nah, uh, bro. For comedy you know, reasons. Well, no, but I have a comment about him. What? And I think Harper will get this. I don't know if you will. Mike Furness is like if there was a movie and Matthew McConaughey played the wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, if you play that promo now, it'll make sense. If you listen okay. to him and you think Michael McConaughey's playing a wrestler, <laughs> this will make sense. Now play the promo. Like from okay. fucking uh, Days of Confused. Not even, not even, maybe, but just anything he does. Here it is. Happen to see if we can get a word with Mike Furnace. Let's go to Bob Carlos standing by with Mike Furnace right now. All right, right you are, Dutch, and what a great win for this young man. The first championship in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by the whole situation here. What? I want? I can't believe it's a title match. My first one. I got to humble myself with this, and it's unbelievable. I don't even know what it really what went on. It's, well, hey, I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe a lot of luck figured Neither into do it. Me, I don't Bob. know. But he's a great yeah. athlete, fans. That may just be one of many championships for Mike Furness. We'll be back. It was right now. Let's <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Now, do you want to say anything maybe, else about it, Doc? Well, is it possible? I'm going to try to help defend <laughs> the promotion here. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I know can, you can are, I, but I'm just, I can't stop laughing at it. Can I be serious for a is it possible that, like, Kyle walked in and said, Jimmy, I got to go up to down to Atlanta and do some tapings, and I got the strap. I need to lose it. No. Like, okay. No. Because you just lost to a dude with six matches. But I guess that doesn't mean anything. I mean, fuck Goldberg was beating everybody when he first started. But this dude ain't Goldberg. But whatever. Yeah, uh, What? <laughs> this dude ain't Goldberg. This dude makes, uh, I'm not a Goldberg fan in the least, but this dude I mean, makes Bill Goldberg look like Luthez. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't a big Goldberg fan either. But this shit, uh, Doc. Do you think that the TV title has been devalued like severely over the last few tapings? Well, I think so. Bobby Eagle. That's what I'm saying. It's like almost. They almost made a joke out of it, and it really was something important for a while. I, I mean, I ain't it's trying to bury the book in it. Buddy Landale yes. was stuffing it down his shorts and then stuffing that down Horner's mouth. Well, that wasn't the TV title. If you remember, that was when they did that uh, Mountain Mayhem Battle Royal yeah. shit. No, I don't remember. Yeah, it was that was that battle big old. It was kind of like the what do they call it? It's almost like the Royal Rumble, but it was a Smoky Mountain style. When he stuck to Buddy Landell, took that check with the ball sweat on it, and dude, he took a check that was sitting under his fucking nuts and put that shit uh, in Tim Horner's fucking mouth. I'm think about that. It was by his chode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a word you don't hear much anymore. Chode. That, that you used to hear a lot of when you were younger. 
Okay, let's let's keep it moving. Bob Cottle, after Mike Furness's terrible promo, throws us to a recent marathon match. I think this is from March 13, 1994, from Knoxville. Cottle says it was from a recent match, but again, he doesn't give a date. Pritchard is out late in the match, and Cornette comes in the ring and gives Pritchard some oxygen, which God. gives Pritchard some energy. Uh, hold on, Doc. Cornette uses the tank to hit Morton, in which Pritchard then pins Morton, and the Heavenly Bodies win three falls to two in the 60-minute match. I came unglued as well, Doc. I've got a story that I want to share from my indie days about something similar to this, but I want your thoughts. Go ahead. Dude, that was awesome. and, and that, that, I popped. First of all, the first thing I thought, and then I I went back and pieced it together, is I, when they first went to this, I was like, what's that string above the ring? But then I realized that's for the ladder match later where they hooked the money up. So I was like, okay, I get it. But that oxygen thing, first of all, it's clever. It's clever like the ether. It's It's got a couple of layers to it. And it's why you have a manager. That's what a manager can do for you. Rock and roll doesn't have anybody to pull shenanigans like that off, but the bodies do. And that shit was fantastic. I I popped out loud. I know I did. I was like, God <laughs> damn, that's funny. Harper, what did you think of this? Yeah, that was great. And I was we wondering got, if it was Harper a real. I a pencil and paper and was like, remember to go get an oxygen tank tomorrow. I wonder if it was a real one, though. I bet that's it what was. I was thinking. I bet it was. <laughs> got it from the fucking paramedic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Walked back to the damn ambulance and said, let me, let right. me borrow that. Let me borrow this shit. I need it. I can use it. And then he used it. Uh, what else, Hopper? Yeah, that shit was funny because I'm like, what the fuck is he going to? Okay, he's he's fucking giving him oxygen because it's a, it's a, I don't know, we, it was an, an Iron Man match. Yeah. Right, and it's it makes sense. He's fucking blowing up. Right, I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, so here's the thing, Hopper uh, well, knows. And the, ha- and before you tell your story about the indie days, the other thing I think it does, and I think this is subtle and sub- subconscious, but really good, dude. These guys are smart. They're clever. They're devious. They will do anything. And now the career's on the line. There's no way the rock and roll can win. They're gone. Yeah. This isn't the same thing, but it rem- this, for some reason, reminded me, and Harper knows these two guys, uh, Sassy Vegas and Joe uh-huh. Kane. So yeah. Sassy and Joe Harper were in this feud, and Joe was the baby face, Sassy was a heel. And this shit is not anywhere on YouTube. There's no video of it to my knowledge. But these two sons of bitches, they were involved in this feud. And they start, they get out there on one of these shows. And they're, and they're literally out there doing a skit. And it's fucking comedy. I ain't going to lie. But, but it was to show that the face is smarter than the heel. So Joe Kane, they, they, they go, Joe Kane goes out there with a fucking Jack Daniels bottle. That's full, Harper. Like a full uh-huh. Jack Daniels bottle. But there's no Jack in it. It's just fucking Coca-Cola. Yeah. And like watered down Coke. So it looks like fucking Jack. And he guzzles the bottle to show what kind of, just to show he's a real man. Yeah. To show he's like fucking, I'm the man. And he's, you know, I can fucking take it all. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready to wrestle a match. So like five minutes goes by. Joe's good. He's still bouncing around. Sassy comes out. He's like, you ain't no, 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 that's what it was. Joe only drank like half the bottle. Sassy comes out and is like, He's got a full bottle. 
He starts guzzling and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to wrestle. The fucking bell rings. That motherfucker collapses. <laughs> Out on his fucking back, drunk. The fucking paramedics have to drag him back to the back. Well, the Smoky Mountain fucking uh, paramedics crew. And then Joe's out there flexing and, and oh, I'm sorry, Sassy was flexing before he, after he drank the bottle. And literally 30 seconds later, he passes out. I don't know. This made me think about that because just the whole oxygen, Pritchard's fucking out cold and he comes out there and Cornette gives him the oxygen and all of a sudden he's revived and he's fucking, he's, he's, he's He-Man now because he got a, he got a hit of oxygen. So anyway, that's just what And Je- hey, Harbor knows those two motherfuckers are fucking ridiculous. The, the two dudes yeah. I named, they, they, like they, Sassy. dude, Sassy's a fucking nut. I used to manage him in fucking Mississippi. It was fucking, it, it was hilarious. He's a goofball. Yeah. He's like a fucking kid, bro. I don't want to compare him to Jimmy Del Rey, but he's he's like a fucking kid. Uh anyway, all right, let's keep going because after that match, Cornette cuts Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies are cutting a promo, and I thought this was fantastic. Here it is. Rock and Roll Express, we proved one more time we're not only in better shape, we can go an hour and not even feel it, but also <laughs> that we're the better tag team because we beat you three falls to two in the marathon match. And the same thing's going to happen at the Bluegrass Brawl April the 1st inside the steel cage, Morgan Gibson. Loser of the match, leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And finally, after 10 long years, that's it, boys, you're in the best shape of your life. After 10 long years, I'm going to rid myself and the world of my worst nemesis. The Heavenly Bodies are going to beat the Rock and Roll Express, and the Rock and Roll Express will be the ones at the Greyhound bus station on Saturday morning, April the 2nd. Come on, boys. You're in great shape. All right, let me clarify, as Jim keeps saying, they're in great shape, because you heard him say it a million times. Delray and Pritchard are sucking the hell out of that oxygen tank hard throughout the promo. They are sucking it as Cornette is telling them how great a shape they're in. Harper, what'd you have from this? I thought it was like they had a joint and they're passing it back. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Del Ray's about to give it to him. I was like, nah, nah, wait. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I gotta get a, I gotta get uh, a few more hits on this shit. <laughs> Doc, your thoughts? I had the same concept, not through the lens of marijuana, but it was popping me that Jimmy Del Rey was Bogarting the oxygen. That shit was great, bro. Yeah, that shit was great. All right, uh, anything else, Doc? Again, I say. One of these teams is going to have to leave. And right now, how could you suggest that the Rock and Roll has a chance? I'll be honest. I would, I would rather see the Heavenly Bodies hang around more. <laughs> I got to agree with Hopper. Because, I Those mean, two are magical. The Jimmy Del Rey is fucking magical. Kinda, you know, we've seen it a million times. It's kind of, you know, it's like how many times can I watch Hulk Hogan tear his shirt off and, and do the fucking double bicep? So it's it's kind of starting to get feel kind of uh you know wore out and i hate to say it because people are going to get mad at me but i'm about to say something as we lead into the next promo that i don't want to play and i'm gonna throw it at y'all i agree with harper we get a rock and roll express promo followed by horn cornet and the heavenly bodies and all i get out of that is rock and roll is here to stay and not here to play and i ain't pissing on ricky and robert i'm just saying i have to agree with harper it's like how much more can I do for, with this? And he's wearing the same fucking that 
that same shirt. Dude, I had that too. I said, do they not own any other shirts? <laughs> no. That damn White Lion co- yeah. album cover shirt. Don't play no. it because I had men here too. And if they're not going to work hard and get, they don't deserve airtime. Okay. Uh, I, let's I think, keep going. I think I was on a card with Ricky one time where he had that shirt on too. Wow. Like 96 Bruh. or 97. Did you see Michael Hayes at Ric Flair's wedding not too long ago wearing a suit and a fanny pack? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, pink. yeah. I think the fanny pack's attached to him. Like, I think he was it's wearing a, part a of white fucking suit body. With, a black, with a black fanny pack. No, he had a pink suit on. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I couldn't see too well. I, was, I got cataracts. Okay. Uh, all right. So. We go from the rock and roll promo that we didn't play. Like I said, there's nothing much to it. To the Bluegrass Brawl plug where, you know, they talk about the different matches there. Uh, Doc, do you have anything from the, the plug or can we uh, – or Harper, anything from the plug or can we keep going? Let's keep going, Jack. Yeah. I agree. So then we go to – look, these are probably going to be the last few Down and Dirty, so let's enjoy them. Down and Dirty with Dutch with Tammy Fitch and Primetime Brian Lee. And here it is. Everybody, welcome to Down and Dirty with Dutch. I'm Dr. Dutch Mantel. And this is the most popular segment on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Right now, my special guest, and I, I have to say, it is a pleasure to welcome the first lady of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Tammy Fitch, and primetime Brian Lee. A lot of things going on in your life, Tammy, and I'm sure you'd like to share it with the fans of Smoky Mountain right now. We have a match coming up at the Bluegrass Brawl on April 1st. It's going to be a mixed tag team match with Brian and myself looking across the ring at the dirty white boy and the dirty white girl. No, wait. This isn't a normal match. This is a strip the clothes match. The winner can't win by pinfall. You can't win by submission. You can't win by having the other person get counted out. The loser will get their clothes completely stripped from their body. Not one of us, but two. The entire team. And let me tell you something. This is going to be on April Fool's Day, and we're not the fools that are going to get stripped. I don't care what we have to do, but the dirty white boy and the dirty white girl are losing their clothes. There's no doubt about it. But you know what I was just thinking? All you got to do is toss a $10 bill over the dirty white girl. She'll take her clothes off for you right there. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I wonder what she can do for $20. What do you think, Dutch? You know? Oh, wait a minute. I'm out of this. I'm in the corner. It looks like we've got company. The dirty white girl is coming in the ring, obviously upset. Y'all want me to let it play while he's getting his underwear stripped? Jesus Christ. I, I guess it's not too bad because he wrestles in tights anyway. But do I, right. I, I'm not in. I, that's not selling tickets for this thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you listen to James Mitchell, all the rat banging that those two are doing. And 
maybe the women are going to come to see Primetime get stripped to his undies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wearing a butt your fly shirt. That's that, that's what I've written down. <laughs> what? He's wearing What'd a you butt your fly t-shirt. Remember that? You don't, you don't remember those, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah, those Lee's button your, or Levi's uh, yeah, button yeah. your fly. Yeah, yeah, I do remember those. Did they stop? I, I never wore them. Did they, did they stop making those? Yeah, 501s are like that. So they still make them? Yeah. Bro, let me tell you something. You got to be a special kind of stupid to have buttons on your fly. Just have a zipper, man. That shit's faster. Yeah, Bro, it sucks. I knew a dude that only wore button fly. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was like, man, I don't like them zippers, bro. My fucking drawers get stuck in and what? That's because you're that's because you're an idiot, bro. His dick is stuck in there. Well, I mean, he was a black dude, so I mean, you know, See? I guess. What I guess does that his, mean? His, his claim was he had play? a big. His claim was. Text message that Harper just sent us. What's wrong? <laughs> He, let's get back to the button fly. I hate button fly because I can't concentrate. What happened? Looking at this fucking text message Harper sent me and you, Doc. Any thoughts on this promo in in the in what ensued here? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's do not bring this up on air. That is so <laughs> dirty. Come on, don't the people want to know? No. <laughs> that's just dirty I mean I feel obligated now because we seem like a two, three douchebags that aren't telling the people what Harper just unprofessionally sent to us Jesus Christ I'm pretty sure we're both on watch list now Mike <laughs> this is dirty <laughs> if any of you sons of bitches laughing at this end up in a fucking wheelchair you got what you deserved wow what? This is wrong. Go ahead, Doc. T tell the people. You can say it with a straight face. No, I'm here to talk about wrestling. Okay. Yeah. If Harper's going to sit in that kind of filth, he should be the one to have to describe it. I don't know what you're talking about. See? Okay. Well, let's talk about the one he sent yesterday when this bitch is saying, no, I didn't fart. My asshole blew you a kiss. Mm. Or was it the dude saying that? Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on this segment? Cause we're off track. No, I'm ready to get to this match, though, and see what happens. All right. Yeah, the, the stripping match. Okay. So uh, then we go from straight from that, or almost straight from that, to a uh, corny promo. Um, let me get it queued up. It was freezing up on me. Not freezing up, but I had to drag the slider over. All right, here it is. Japan's right back with us here is, of course, Jim Cornette. Jim, we had the pleasure earlier of welcoming Bob Armstrong back as commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And he says, hey, Jim Cornette's going to have a mystery partner i got to take care of. Oh, oh you welcome Bob Armstrong. Yeah, I guess yeah. you welcome the tax man when he comes to your house. I guess you welcome people when they come to break in and steal something. That's, that's the kind of guy Bob Armstrong is. Let me say, first of all, everybody saw a little earlier in this program that the Rock and Roll Express cannot take the heavenly bodies. We beat them once again, and we did it fair and square and legal. And at April 1st, at the Bluegrass Brawl, brother, Rock and Roll, you know, Ricky Morton said, they're going to take their boots and their tights off, they're going to throw them in a pile in the middle of the ring, and they'll never wrestle again if they lose that match. Well, I got news for you. I'm bringing me a can of gasoline, and we're going to have a little bonfire. We're going to burn those raggedy tights. We're going to burn those stinking boots, because Rock and Roll... After 10 long years, 
This thing between me and you is coming to a halt. And it's going to happen at the Bluegrass Brawl on April the 1st. The bodies will beat you, and you'll not only be out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but if you live up to your word, you'll be out of wrestling entirely. And then, Bob Armstrong, my other problem. I know he thought he had this thing handled, but I still got one more trick up my sleeve. You see where I've made my mistake in the past? I've told Bob Armstrong exactly what was going to happen. I've told him who he was going to face. I brought in Terry Funk and Dick Murdoch, Dory Funk Jr., all the top stars in wrestling. But I told him ahead of time who he was going to have to wrestle. Well, this time, Bob Armstrong, I realized, because even though you're a no-good stinking redneck, just like all the rest of these people, you are tough. I'll give you that. So I've got to do a little thinking of my own. You don't know, Bob Armstrong, who you're going to wrestle. You don't know who's going to be my partner at the Bluegrass Brawl. It may be a WWF star, maybe even Yokozuna. Or it may be an international star like Abdullah the Butcher or Kevin Sullivan. Or it may be somebody that's not even involved in professional wrestling. And Bob Armstrong, believe me, I'm the only one that knows this man is coming. And you're not going to know until it's too late. Because by the time that you find out, believe me, he's going to be on top of you and you ain't never going to get out from underneath him. April the 1st at the Bluegrass Brawl, we're going to get rid of the Rock and Roll Express and I'm going to solve my Bob Armstrong problem once and for all. Armstrong, nobody knows who this guy is and you won't <laughs> until it's too late. All right, fans, April 1st, Mike Buck, Kentucky. It's all going to come down then. Let's go to the ring. All right, I'll throw it to Doc. What you got from this? Dude, somebody's got to go. And Corny's working overtime telling it's been a decade of destruction here. Something's got to give. I love, I always love it, always talk about how I love it. Dude, Yokozuna got to mention in this shit. Uh, Sullivan, Abdul the Butcher, the acknowledgement of other territories. The idea, Not that there really are any, but this concept, of, I love it. Who could it be? Yeah, I, I my notes were the same, just like an overall spin on it, trying to draw interest in the mystery opponent, and then who, how this war between the heavenly bodies and, and the rock and roll will finally end. So, uh, what are y'all laughing at now? I found another one I'm about to send you guys. Stop sending memes. Stop. People people have no clue what we're laughing at. Harper, what did you have from this? People just Walked like up. people just like to hear our joy. Well, yeah. here's the here's the thing. Uh, during this promo, Doc sends one uh, a text that says, and it's literally a meme. When your apartment manager needs a source of income, and it's a fucking picture of a broad uh, photocopying, sitting on top of a photocopier, photocopying her snatch. Hopper, what did you have from the promo? I want to know who this fucking guy is. He I tried that. googling it, and all I got he- was. Uh, Cornet fucking Muslim rant instead of fucking mystery man. Oh no. <laughs> well let's keep let's keep moving <laughs> since uh since we were not gonna find that out this week. Uh we go to the next match. It is the Infernos, Anthony Michaels and Brian Keys. Uh that's who the Infernos are, just for the record. Versus the Thrill Seekers. I mean you can't tell it's them, they're hooded. Um versus the Thrill Seekers, which of course are Jericho and Lance Storm. And these guys are flying around. Double drop kick off the top rope for the Thrill Seekers for the win. Harper, any thoughts on the match as we uh, see the Thrill Seekers uh, wrestling for the first time? You know, that's when they did the uh, double drop kick. He's like, hey, I think they got that move from from, from somewhere else. Did Coddle say that? or uh, uh, Dutch. Oh, uh, I didn't notice yeah. it, but, yeah, I mean, it's and, good to point and, out. Dude, when that when – 
when them girls start screaming when they come out, that's when you know the rock and roll is starting to get old, bro. Oh, because the girls see some fresh meat with these two. Yeah. And he's a young, good-looking guys in tip-top shape. And a rock and roll is, you know, they still got the fucking mullet rocking and, you know, they were in 1984. Yeah. It's, I'm not trying to down them, but. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I feel you. I I, I agree. Uh, Doc, what did you have from Infernos versus Thrill Seekers? Jesus Dude, did y'all see that Jericho knew how to come out and work to the camera immediately? He's a pro. They're both pros at this point. Dude, the he's promos- green as grass. It's 1994, but how many other people have you seen hop that rope and look at the ca- the hard camera over there? It's just, dude, I, and I don't think their promos are, like, terrible at this point. They're, they're young, but they're, I mean, we're about to listen to a promo, but I, I think, I think they... Like for the stage in their career where they're at, man, they were they were damn good. He, well, I think Jericho is super duper hyper here. But I you agree. can tell but you can tell he's a star. Yeah. He it's just I think and then it's a treat too to see them this early in their careers, in my opinion. So let, let's let's go to the promo and Well, and, hold on. So my question is to y'all's point a minute ago, I didn't get a chance to weigh in, but it's like so R and R the rock and roll's like Early to mid '80s, Van Halen, right? You know when they David Lee Roth, Van Halen, but that's kind of—I mean—that's at least ten years ago now. Yeah, and, and the Thrill Seekers are the new young thing, but they still like like that 1990 hair metal, which is pretty bad. They should have brought in. They should have done the Raven kind of thing where they had somebody come in that liked like. Nirvana and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains that made them heels. They could have fought over rock and roll. Yeah, that's an option. But I like what they did here with these two. Okay. Bringing them in. That's nice. <laughs> Stop <laughs> sending <laughs> memes. <laughs> Talk to you. They just don't look bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what Harper's saying is <laughs> he would fuck those midgets. <laughs> just so you know doc now, let me now translate you, now, you, now you don't have to tell anybody anything because whatever they imagine out in <laughs> listener land is going to be better than whatever that meme was no like, doc sent a meme that says it's a picture of those twin little people that are on like some reality show i don't know what it is but i've seen them all over social media and he said and on the left side there's a picture of these two midgets or little people. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend anyone. And it says, step one, submerge in water. Step two, wait 10 minutes. Step three, ready. And on the right side is a picture of, like, two broads that look like the two little people, except they're full-size broads with big old tatas. And Hopper's first, let me go back. Hopper's first comment was, those two little midgets don't look bad. Which meant, <laughs> translation, he would fuck them. That's nice. <laughs> you know I'm t- <laughs> Harper, would you bang him? Yeah. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> okay, let's keep going because this is ridiculous. Like, let's go to the Thrill Seekers now. <laughs> Promo from now. Here it is. Thrill Seekers. Let's see if we can get a word with them. Let's go right now to Bob Collar standing by with Lance Storm and Chris Jericho, the Thrill Seekers. 
All right, right you are, Dutch. We're here with the Thrill Seekers, and of course, you just saw them. What a great, great debut here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling for Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Lance? Well, I'll tell you, I hope the people of Smoky Mountain Wrestling are ready, because the Thrill Seekers are here. We got our first taste of Smoky Mountain action, and we're loving it, and we're ready for more. I hope you can handle it, because the Thrill Seekers are here. I tell you, you guys got some tremendous moves in there, and the fans love them, everyone. Thank you very much, Bob Cottle. And that was only the tip of the iceberg. Right here, the Thrill Seekers in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And we are so happy to be here. We just can't believe it. We haven't been able to sleep. We haven't been able to eat. But now it's started. And everybody here knows it. And they want to see the Thrill Seekers. And I know everyone else they too. Because we're coming, baby. Run on. All right, high energy fans from the Thrill Seekers. We're going to be back right after this. I thought they were fun. Storm, I mean, Jericho's, like you said, Doc, he's, he's Dude, amped. Is he, on, is he on Coke? <laughs> nah, but he's amped. You can tell. Let me say that he looks, uh, you know, he, he just looks like a, a young guy who, who's really excited about the spot he's got, and he just wants to do a good job. Like, I feel both of them are like that, but Jericho is definitely amped. Uh, what else? What did you think, Doc? I thought Lance Storm's kind of a problem on the mic. Yeah, really. I don't think he, I, I, I like Lance. I don't think he was bad. I mean, I, don't I think love Lance, like, I love Lance in the ring, and I think he did some cooler stuff later on, even being on the mic. But this is I'm judging it on what it is right now. You know, you talk about Lance Storm. Obviously, Lance in ECW was, uh, in my opinion, really good. I thought Lance was really good in late WCW as well. I as did too. The, as the company was just fucking dying a horrible death uh being you know sliced from stem to stern stem to stern so uh i think i think people that criticize i think i think i think lance gets criticized for like his mic work too much and i think he was better than people think he was i don't think he was terrible like i think a lot of people i hear talk about uh whoa storm is uh, he couldn't talk but like I, if you go back and watch that wcw stuff he wasn't terrible i thought he was good so uh all right uh doc uh, harper what did you have from the promo uh oh, he had to go drain his prostate out. Okay, so we'll keep going then. For the time being, since Harper went to go take a piss or shit, we don't know which one. Uh, Tracy Smothers versus Chris Candido is a ladder match in the main event. Uh, here, here was my note. This this thing went on for for a little while, but uh, Doc uh, Smothers does win. The crowd is very very loud. Uh, Smothers wins, but Candido attacks him after. Uh, now remember, this is just one ladder match. They got more to go. Um, Doc, what did you have from this match? I, uh, well, I have a question about that, and I don't know the answer, so I'm asking. So you know, yeah, I'm not playing heel or whatever. It you think I'm going to do here. <laughs> okay. But if we're doing a ladder match at the Bluegrass Brawl, why are they doing them around the horn now? Does It, it feels like they're giving it away for free here. I don't understand the logic. I no, I think they gave it. I think they gave it away here in a sense. But if, I mean, the way they had Candido attack him at the end, I think leaves you wanting more because it's like, oh, Tracy won. But, in, but Candido attacks him at the end and, Kind of, I don't want to say lays him out, but it leaves more to it. And okay, so this I, this was a shorter one than than you're typically okay. probably going to see at the live shows or at like the brawl. Sure thing, pal. Um, dude, real early on in the match, those two were hitting some hot ass chops on each other, and it was enough that Dutch mentioned it too. Yes, and I don't know. This is hard to explain. Um, I love. I I really. I mean, since the day he's come in, sitting out on that port swing, have put over Smothers in this promotion. And I think 
he's everything you want out of a, a baby face in this promotion. The top baby face, if you will, depending on what you call dirty white boy. But I think these matches, like I didn't like the angle over the beat the champ title, but when him and Candido got in the ring, I think Candido is really good for Smothers here because it's like a new dance partner, somebody to keep him motivated. And I thought Smothers rose to the challenge here and was really, really, both of them were really, really good together. Yeah, this was a, I agree. This was a real good TV match. I mean, they went like a good, uh, I guess, almost 10 minutes. So this was, hell yeah. And the other thing is. Good little deal, good little match here. At the 37 minute, 10 second mark, 37 10. Smothers popped Candido with that fucking ladder, bro. Let me go back and look at it. All right. While you're doing that, I mean, so again, you just said it. My other note here was, man, this is. Oh, shit. Damn. I wish I could still post the stuff to the YouTube because even Candido is like checking himself. He got fucking popped so bad. Yeah. God, he took that fucking ladder and just smashed it on his head. Damn, Tracy. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Good catch, Doc. And then for 1994 in Smoky Mountain, man, not only is this a really good match, this is a, I mean, the ladder match, we've talked about this along the way the last few weeks about how, I mean, this thing is not a prominent stipulation. Right about this time, you're going to get Razor and Sean take it to a national level, but this shit was going around in a high school gym and these two guys put it on. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Thoroughly. It was a hell of a main event. This was a really good main event for free TV during this time. Harper, did you come back and join us? Yeah. All right. All right. That fucking ladder was like just a regular standard ladder from Home Depot. I'm thinking, man, that fucking thing breaks. What the fuck they going to do, man? Yeah, that's always. I think about that in every match back then, but now it's like they got 50. Right, and I guarantee you, they didn't have 50 fucking ladders. No, that that was the only one, Hopper. Right, and that's what I was thinking. If that shit breaks, bro, how they gonna get that goddamn check? (laughs) Spitting glue, I guess? I don't know. (laughs) Although I have seen it, maybe it was in Smoky Mountain later on, I have seen where where a ladder took too much of a beating during a match, and the ref literally had to had to like stabilize that bitch so they could get the fucking check off the top. I don't remember where it was at or if it was Smoky Mountain or somewhere else, but I'm yeah, this was definitely the only one. I agree. Okay. Uh, let's keep going because at, after the match smothers is with Bob Cottle to cut a promo and here it is. All right, fans with us right now. Here's the wild-eyed Southern boy, Tracy's mother. One of the most dangerous matches we've seen in a long time. We've checked with the commissioner, Smoky Mountain officials. You are going to get that money back. Mr. Cottle, I'm not worried about that money right now. It's Chris Candido's hide that I want. Let me tell you something, Candido. All the fans in Dungan, Virginia, and the millions of people watching this show right now saw me kick your butt, and I deserve that $2,500. But... Bluegrass Brawl, Pikeville, Kentucky. That is my town. That's a very lucky town for me. We got a lot of ladder matches coming up. And I'll guarantee you this, by the good grace of God and the support of the fans, the South is going to rise again at Pikeville, April 1st. Thank you, Mr. Clark. All right, the boy. All right, the dirty white boy and the dirty white girl. And I know what this is right here. Hey. <laughs> kind of proud of that, aren't you? Oh, I'm 
real proud. How you feeling now, primetime Brian Lee? A little embarrassed? A little humiliation going on, maybe? Where was your girl at? She looked like a greyhound dog scooting out of this building and left through there, didn't she? <laughs> well, come April the 1st, Bluegrass Brawl. Primetime, we got you, but I got to get you one more time. And then, after I get you all stripped down to your underwear, them drawers, then we drawers. turn all of our attention on Tammy Fitz. And Tammy, by the time we get through with you, you ain't gonna be wearing nothing but your birthday suit. We'll see you April the 1st, Bluegrass Brawl. All right, fans, next week right here, the Dirty White Boy, Killer Kyle, for the championship. Also a video of the Thrill Seekers and more next week. We'll see you then. Until then, so long for now. All right. Uh, Hopper, do you have anything from that uh, closing promo? It's fucking, they're all getting ready, bro. Everybody's got shit to do to get to this brawl, man. Yep. Everyone's got fucking shit to do. You know, fucking Tracy, you know, he's not worried about that money. He just wants to <laughs> kick your fucking ass. Mr. Coddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. All right. Uh, Doc, what else you, what you got from <laughs> Man, we always talk about them not having good baby faces in this promotion, but those two right there done closed out the show on a hot ass tip. You laughing Doc, at that are, meme? I, you laughing are at you that getting, meme? Are you? <laughs> that was a, that was. Let me say this. That was a great promo from Tracy. He's really fired up. He's the fans are eating it up. And then Dirty White Boy, when he said, when Dirty White Boy said his drawers, drawer that that popped me. That's one For thing the, white people and black people both say, right? They variation. Of, we say y'all say draws and we say drawers, but everybody's saying something similar. Is that where we we can find some common ground on? Uh drawers, draw. I draws. guess. I don't know. And then before okay, we do, let's let's do the disability checks. The disability checks are brought to you by this meme that Doc just sent me. That says it's a it's a fucking picture of Michael J. Fox, and it says got this game for my birthday. He's holding up a picture of Operation the Game. Ha ha, real fucking funny. That's just some dirty <laughs> shit That's right nice. there. So you the get it because he shakes. And yes, I and, get and, it. And, and he's he's, he's going to lose. <laughs> when he tries to grab the funny bone. Yes, I get it. Real fucking funny, asshole. Uh, but that the disability checks are brought to you by the memes uh, that Doc has sent this episode, and brought to you by by our lovely patrons. If you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt, where you can get access to the world class shows and all the extra content that we post. Each and every week. There's about one per week that goes up of extra content. So there you go. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Some really good stuff out there. Uh, disability checks. I got to be honest with y'all. Actually recording this episode made me feel better about it. I don't know why, but I, I feel better after watching it. Um, so I guess I'll go first. I'm going to give this one an 8.1. Uh, Doc, what are you giving it? Are you serious? Yeah. Man, I thought this was a really good episode. I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, the Thrill Seekers debuted. Bobby had a good match at the beginning. The crowd's into it. We got all kinds of hot angles going on and people talking about it. Uh, Furnace, you're Christ. just you're down on this because Furnace won that title, aren't you? Yeah. No, I'm 
Jared from Subway is holding a fucking Subway and a bottle of lube. And he says, hey, kids, say tune us up backwards. That's what I'm going to do on your face. And if you read tune us up backwards, it's, it's bus a nut. That's, that's nice. Fucking nice. <laughs> fucking doc. doc. <laughs> What's your disability checks, asshole? And then, okay. man, I really, really enjoyed that ladder match at the end. That was damn I'm good. Gi- I'm giving this thing. I, I don't know why you're so – man, you don't really like this show anymore. That's the problem. You were telling me yesterday, you're like, I don't know if I like doing BTT anymore. Is that the problem? I never said that. What's your disability checks? I'm going to say 8.9. Okay. Harper, what you giving it? I'll give it an in, in 8.5. Oh, we're all over the place here. Yeah, the fucking ladder match, you know, you had the fucking throw seekers. So – I want to change my fucking government cheese from what I had to give it to Tracy for fucking flinging that ladder at Candido's head after Doc brought to my attention. But I, <laughs> good God, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Doc, you you go first with the uh, government cheese. Actually, I'm giving it a split cheese to Candido and Smothers for that match. And if I have to break it to one, I guess I'll give it to fucking Candido for taking that shit. See, I I was leaning towards the the fucking oxygen tank because I thought that, that was, was in so this great. episode too. Man, what eight yeah. really? Yeah, I was leaning towards the oxygen tank, but I don't know. I feel like eight point nine might not be enough now. All right, well let me see. Here's here's how Doc's here's how Doc is full of shit. If I change it and go, you know what? Let me give it a nine. He's gonna go, what the fuck, dude? You just changed it. So that's oh, why well, I did I it. Say, I gave I it an eight point one. Let me, I, let me, let me, let me break kayfabe. I gave it an eight point one because I knew it would piss you off, not because the episode was an eight point one. What a loser! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got you all hot, hot and bothered though. I'm giving the government cheese to Candido for taking that fucking ladder shot in the head. Good lord. Uh, Harper, what you who, who you giving it? I'm giving it to the the Thrill Seekers for making their fucking debut. Rockin' America. Do you think? Remember, uh, me and Doc were talking about that time when uh when fucking Warrant fucking walked into the office and her yeah. poster and, and there's fucking Allison <laughs> Chains on the fucking wall. You think that's what the Rock and Roll Express are like now? No, no. no. <laughs> They're still over, but I, I yeah. know what comparison you're trying to make, like when they saw the thrill seekers come in. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get the comparison. That's a patron Candido, episode for anybody I wondering. Look, I went back and looked. Candido forgot to get his hands up, pal. He got fucking clocked. Tracy yeah. took that ladder. <laughs> Just bonked him on the head like he well, was fucking it, bonking Sabu and shit. And if you watch him after he gets hit in the head, he he's like He's touching his head to see if he's bleeding, and he keeps looking at his hand, like to, cause I'm sure he had a knot afterwards. He had to. He got fucking clocked, bro. Jesus Christ. All right, Harper, who'd you say you gave it to? The Thrill Seekers. Thrill Seekers. Okay, so we got Candido, Candido, ep- Smothers, and Thrill Seekers. This was a good episode. I had fun. I don't know about you. I, I thoroughly still, I am still energized by doing this show and talking about this product and i had fun okay sean whatever you say sean hart 
Uh, let's get ready to get out of here before I do so. Remember, use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Go buy Death of the Territories. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book. Doc, have you gotten your book yet, Death of the Territories? Yeah, I did. I got it in the other day. I'm also going to buy, I think, uh, that Nitro book that's like 35 bucks because I can afford it. I'm going to buy Death of the Territories. I have got to read that by Tim Hornbaker. Yeah. So, uh, it's again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support the show and a great way to go buy wrestling books out there. And, um, you know, and, and like especially Bobby's book and and Death of the Territories. I think those are uh, – well, Bobby's book is great. I haven't read Death, Death of the Territories yet, but I think it's going to be a good one. And uh, it's, like I said, great way to support the show without spending anything extra. So if you don't have the extra money to become a patron but you want to support the show, do so by using the Amazon referral link, and we will greatly appreciate it. Throw us some five-star reviews as well on Apple Podcasts. That is appreciated. Go to our Facebook page, tinyurl.com slash Group. And interact with Hopper and all of his stupid memes because he's gonna. What he's gonna do is he's gonna post the memes that you sent us, Doc, yeah. on the Facebook group. I can tell you that will be coming. And then a couple of quick shout outs to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis. Every single Monday, you can check them out along with Mike Crockett. And check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, every single Monday as well as you uh, as you um, enjoy some old school wrestling. That's all I got, Doc. Anything before we get out of here? Go do the next one. Uh, no. Harper, anything for you? No. Harper, hit the tagline, take us home. Book it, bitch. <laughs>